Y'all, come on. What's the opposite of a victim? Suspect? The, the guy that the guy that did it. Villain. The, well, no, not villain. Um, a, not abuser. Crime committer. <laughs> Murderer. Murderer. There you go. Oh. Crime committer. What the hell? <laughs> Welcome back to Romancing the Monsters. I'm M. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And before we jump into today's episode, as always, this is your friendly reminder that if you are listening to us on any podcast platform, please consider uh, following us on there or subscribing, depending on the platform. Uh, also, if you use uh, Apple Podcast, uh, feel free to leave us a review on there. It's super helpful uh, just to let us know what people like, what people don't like, and it's also very encouraging. So, yeah. Uh, now, today, we have another movie for yeah. Um, we watched The Corpse Bride by Tip. <laughs> <laughs> what was that delay? <laughs> <laughs> that was called I Forgot the Movie for a second there. I always want to say uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's another one of his movies. Yes, that's yeah. another one. Uh, we watched The Corpse Bride by Tim Burton, uh, and Seth wants me to say that it's a movie from 2005. <laughs> Didn't you ask? You asked. You asked. Wow. Don't even try to play. <laughs> she provided the information for you, but you asked. <laughs> um, I believe this is our first animated movie yes yeah um so what is this movie about first of all Seth? all right so this movie starts off uh with victor um and victoria their marriage was arranged by their families um and victor having never really met victoria he's rightfully nervous and she is as well um, and they're kind of just put in a situation, and though, uh, like I said, they like each other, he's very nervous about the ceremony, and, um, he kind of bolts from their practice rehearsal for their wedding, and he ends up in the forest, and that's where he decides to practice his wedding vows for the wedding, and by mistake, he ends up, um, more or less marrying a corpse, and she takes him to the land of the dead and she, because she claims him as her husband. Um, her name's Emily. Um, so she probably wants to marry him and she does this by, you know, going through certain situations and like meeting certain people and she just really wants Victor to be her husband. And <clears throat> Victor feels he must get back to the land of the living before Victoria marries the villain who we know is Barkus and... Will he, will he not make it back to Victoria or will he stay with Emily? Yeah. As you were saying that, I realized that, you know, how he like accidentally gets married to a corpse just because he was reciting his vows out loud and, you know, put the ring on it. Uh, it reminded me of that Jennifer Lopez movie that's coming out or might be all out by Wait. the time this comes out. Like the, what the do movie you mean? where. How? Well, the guy is, like, holding this, like, poster thing that says, like, marry me on it. But, like, it's, oh, she's it's, like a singer it's the title of the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the title of the song. And, like, he's just holding the poster for his daughter or something. His niece or daughter. And then she's like, yes, I will marry you. And then he ends up, like, caught, like, you know, involved in this whole wedding thing that he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't mean to be a part of. That yeah. reminded me of that. Um, anywho... Uh, have y'all seen this movie before? Seth, I'm sure she has. <laughs> S, have you? I've seen it in parts. Uh, not what? as a whole. Yeah. Okay. It's so short, though. I know. <laughs> like, why see parts? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start with you, then. What did you think of this movie? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it was cute. It was... Um, I actually expected the ending to turn out a little bit differently. 
Mm, we can talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I have, I, I don't know if you girls have come across, there's a meme, or not really a meme, but like a, a theory of the three, there's three movies that Tim Burton has that it's kind of basically the same guy. You've seen it, Seth? I saw the theory um, where people try to, um, I guess, bring about or bring what's his name back to life, Jack Skellington. He ended up looking like Victor from this movie. So people thought that it was like Victor's older brother, like Jack was Victor's older brother. I don't know. And then what is it? The Frankenstein movie? What is yeah, it called? Yeah, so it's, it's Frankenweenie, The Corpse is yes. Bride, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And it's it's basically they say it's about a... It's a big movie, basically, about a man and his dog. Oh, okay. So I haven't heard this one. Can you yeah. enlighten us? So it just says, there's a theory that the movies Frank and Weenie, The Corpse's Bride, The Nightmare Before Christmas are all about a, about the same man and his dog when he was a kid, an adult, and the afterlife. Mm. Oh. But in reverse, because The Nightmare Before Christmas came out in 2000, no, came out in 1993, I think, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Corpses Bride in 2005 and Frank and Weenie in 2012. So then he doesn't end up with Emily. He would end up with Sally. And then in Frank and Weenie, it's a different girl, I think. Lord, this guy got around. Yeah. I don't know. That's a theory that goes around. No, that's a cool theory. I only saw the one where, like, people, like, assumed Jack was Victor's older brother and he died. My God. I, I, I did not know there was, like, a whole... Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas slash Quartz Ride slash Frank and Weenie or whatever that was called uh, discourse going on <laughs> online. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, makes sense, you know? Like, I feel like Tim Burton is kind of known for, or at least that's my perception, which uh, I mm-hmm. think we've established that movies and I uh, don't know each other very well. <laughs> but I, I thought that he was one of those directors that kind of has you know like an overall message that he's trying to like convey with his movies and like Mm. you know they are profound and like emotional in some ways but also very um targeted towards the kids but mostly the kids in all of us type of thing like not just kids Mm -hmm. um yeah Seth what did you think um, well, I've never seen this movie before. And what? What? I'm totally joking, guys. I'm yeah, totally joking. I was going to call bullshit on that. I don't believe that for a minute. No, uh, I literally watch this movie every year it, without fail. I have to watch it. It has. You to probably be have it behind you, right? <laughs> no, I actually don't have it on cassette. I have it on DVD, and that's upstairs. Cassettes were over by 2005, S. Yeah. <laughs> the truth. 30-year-old ancient Shut woman. Up. Oh, my gosh. I'm blessed by age on here. <laughs> um, anyways, that being said, yes, of course, this is one of my favorite movies ever. I just love the character of Emily. I think she was just, like, a well-fleshed-out character. Um, pun intended, because, you know, she's dead. Um, and so, basically, uh, yeah, I love it. I love this movie. That, that's literally all I can say about it is that I love it. And the wow, songs are great. we're being so in-depth today. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can talk about, like, everything that, you know, that happens and, like, you know, the imagery and all of that stuff. Okay, but, let's you know, keep so that for, for the conversation. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't tend to watch movies that are animated just because, um, I am scarred for life by some of them. Uh, I just have this, like, my brain just automatically thinks that they're going to make me cry somehow. Uh. So, um, but I really enjoyed it. I will say that I was really rooting for Emily and Victor here. Girl, same. Not Victor same. and Victoria. I was like, Victoria, I find you, like, a nice good boy that you're going to fall in love with. Like, you deserve yeah. it, girl. Like, I, I'm honestly, I didn't want to see her married to that dumbass. But I was like, but Emily, I feel bad for you. Like, you deserve it's not love. Even, it's not even that I just feel bad for her. It's just, like, her and Victor really matched. Like, they were yeah. so... But also, it's so tragic, her story. Like, life was literally taken from her. I know. Just at for At such money. a young age, when she was just, like, naive and in love, and she, she, you know, she thought that she had the whole world in the palm of her hand, and then that 
you know cruel men took that from her and I just I feel really bad and like honestly that scene where she's like disappearing into a bunch of butterflies Mm -hmm. I was tearing up I was like no this is not right this is not right she deserves better than this she deserves to come back to life and like be given the life that she deserved or some shit I don't know no, I agree with that. She died way before her time. And her, even in her afterlife, it wasn't a happy life for her. I mean, hopefully now that she's found peace and her murderer, um, you know, faced yeah. justice, uh, maybe she will find peace, which I obviously hope she did. But yeah, I loved her character. No, I just want to say, how did you feel about the songs? Because I feel like this movie also had songs and you're not a fan of musicals. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Hello, nobody told me this was another musical, I guess. I mean, less so than like Phantom of the Opera, but you know, there are songs. (laughs) Am I remembering this uh, incorrectly or the main characters don't have songs? They're the only ones who don't sing. Except Emily. She has like a couple lines, but... I don't, I don't think Victor and Victoria sing. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Does mm-hmm. that count as uh, a musical or no? I don't think it counts as a musical. There was like, there were like not a lot of songs at all in this movie. So I wouldn't consider it a musical. But then I feel like animated movies oftentimes have characters that sing. So, you know, yeah. that doesn't make them musicals. So anyway, long story short, I was really not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, the first song threw you for a loop there. Yeah. Don't know that I loved them either, I will admit. Um, Yeah, I wasn't necessarily here for the songs here. Yeah, I could see that. I thought Emily's song was really good, though. Yeah. I liked her song. It was just so sad. I don't think I remember her song. Something about, like, she can't feel the sun, she can't feel a flame... Like, she's dead, but, like, she feels, you know, she's like, I can't breathe. Like, I don't breathe, but I feel. And I'm pretty sure that my heart is breaking because I can feel it hurting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad fucking song. That one was good, but the others... (laughs) Oliver, like, it was a sad song, so it was good. (laughs) I mean, I felt it, okay? I felt that one. Um, But what I was going to say is when you talked about how... um, Emily is a victim and then you know her her uh what's the word I'm looking for victim what's the opposite of victim y'all come on what's the opposite of a victim the the guy that the guy that did it villain no not villain um not abuser crime committer (laughs) murderer murderer (laughs) crime committer what the hell (laughs) (laughs) um yes one thing i i didn't think about until you just said it was you you talked about how her murderer you know is punished in the end for the crime that he committed that he was just walking free for you know several years while she was dead and her she had no justice at that point for what happened to her and when you said that i was like oh my god there are like parallels to a certain Me Too movement, I feel like, where the victim mm. actually gets the justice that she deserves for a crime and the, you know, perpetrator <laughs> gets, mm. uh, you know, his due. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in this case, it sounds like he, I mean, he not, not only, I mean, he killed himself, but then they kind of uh, piled on to him, you know, at the end. So... Even in the afterlife, he ain't he ain't having an easy life. He's not finding peace, no. Yeah, you're right, though, because even when he was not colored as the villain or, like, the murderer, no one knew that he was the one that killed this girl, Emily. Um, he was, like, fake crying over this fiancé that died or, like, something like that. And, like, mm-hmm. that's all that happened. He was never, like, questioned about her death. She just disappeared and no one even really cared about it. And he even buried her body. Like, what the heck? This movie was so dark. I mean, did he bury her body or did she just decay there? And, like, became one with the earth? But I feel like she was in the ground. So he would have had to have buried her by the tree that he killed her at. I don't know. Maybe she was half alive, half dead because you see her hand was sticking out. And that's for me how, like, she died trying to get out of her grave wherever she was buried. Damn. 
kind of dark and he yeah. he had the audacity too to go shopping for a new fucking wife exactly yeah. and was gonna do the same damn thing to victoria yeah Asshole. so then she was married to him or did he killed her before marrying her she was eloping remember she was running away with all yeah, the yeah, money yeah, 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 yeah. that she had and he took it and oh killed so her. he took her okay okay i think i missed that part because it was like okay so they aren't married but he wants her money clearly so like he needs to get because ma- i was th- still thinking like dowry you know oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah so let's talk about the plot yeah. you seemed to have like a really long list you wanted to talk about colors you wanted to talk about metaphors oh somewhere. my gosh no i just wanted to like angles if we, if, lighting whatever i <laughs> shut up man can you let me speak soundtrack <laughs> costuming <laughs> um no staying on the topic of death you know such a happy conversation that we're having i just wanted to make note like i'm pretty sure your girls noticed as you were like as you were watching it but like comparing the world of the dead to the living the world of the dead was so colorful and vibrant and then once you're like in the land of the living with victoria and like her family and like his family it's so dull yeah it's oppressive looking why did you think like that was the case i kind of wanted to have your input on that like what I just said, it's oppressive looking. It's like you, oh, okay. it's like the colors are suppressed out of this world by all the rules, all the mm-hmm. like, here's what's proper in society, and we're all power mm-hmm. hungry and money hungry, and we're just gonna, we don't mind, you know, uh, using others to get to where we want to get. and that sucks the color out of life it sucks the the life out of life and it's very life becomes almost more dead than the land of the dead where nobody fucking cares who you are in death true all all the prejudices do not matter anymore in death so and you're free to be whoever you want to be yeah wow this is morbid when you mom don't listen to this conversation (laughs) (laughs) I will say my mom listened to, um, it's the only episode she ever listened to. It was way back in the day. She listened to our Keturah and Lord Death episode. And she was like, it's very morbid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're talking about death in ways that I'm not sure (laughs) are okay. Because we talked about death being like a comfort or like Being like a freedom, though. Like, like, oh, she's free now that like, you know, she's. She's with death. You know, she's free. Anyways. But you're right to relate it back to that conversation because in this case, death seems to be, like, you know, a freedom in a sense. And like you said, it seems to be more vibrant because there are no restrictions and prejudices and all of that. Like, you can be a fucking worm, a a head with no body, a skull, a spider, whatever, whatever. Like, everyone seems to be on equal footing in that world whereas it's so there's such a hierarchy above upstairs as they say yes yes (laughs) which you know upstairs downstairs very much like you know the the servants which are very much like on equal footing compared to like you know the higher ups who Mm -hmm. live by you know a lot of rules and standards and such Mm so that's true uh, but yeah, the the lighting is definitely something I notice, or I guess the coloring, or I don't. I yeah. I, listen, I am not a movie critic. I do not know the proper terms of things. <laughs> Can we talk about the scene where? So you, okay, so Victor, Victor, you know, obviously he finds himself in the land of the dead, though he is not technically dead, and Emily is all like excited. She's like, got myself a new man. Yeah, she's like, got myself a husband. And, like, he's made out of flesh. (laughs) And he is freaked out. Rightfully so, I would say, you know. Um, And he makes up this whole lie about wanting to present her to his parents. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. obviously is like super excited. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like, wow, he wants me to meet his parents. Um, and they make it to the world upstairs. And why do I have such accents today? My God, March! Stop I don't it. know. Your <laughs> I accents think I'm are tired. great. 
Um, anyways, they make it upstairs and, uh, essentially, like, he's gonna leave her there yeah. in the forest, yeah. which, mind you, the same forest where she was killed the first time. He is leaving yeah. her there and it fucking broke my heart when she was talking to the worm and he's telling her, like, or the maggot or whatever, and he's telling her, like, you know, he ain't coming back, girl. And she's still holding on to that hope, and she's waiting and waiting, and I'm like, oh my god, girl, he's not coming back. (laughs) I felt so bad. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. How did you feel about that whole decision on Victor's part, and like, how he played her? I mean, he was scared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't really blame him. Although I don't appreciate him taking advantage of her in that sense. Yeah. Like, I yeah. understood he wanted to get back to Victoria. He wanted to get back to the land of living because he felt like that's where he belonged. But at the same time, he knows Emily at this point. He knows what she, he dreams of. And mm-hmm. he took advantage of that. And he took advantage of what she wanted for her future. Yeah. He didn't know Victoria for any longer than he did Emily. So he knew. Why- I feel like... He knew Emily more. Yeah. Well, why yeah. he? Why did he feel so loyal towards Victoria and like needing to get back to her? And like, I know he says like, "Oh, I was in love." Boy, were you? You met her for like five seconds. I don't know. Like, I just why was he so desperate to get back to her and like make sure that things are fine with Victoria when he didn't know her for. As long as he did Emily or about as much, uh, you know, spent as bu- as about as much time with her as he did with Victoria. Like, could it be because yeah. of the, their parents' involvement in arranging them to get married? He doesn't want to let his parents down. Yeah. His parents were assholes, though. Even her. They were. They were. But, I mean, I feel like the both parents on both sides had, uh, they controlled their kids. Oh, yeah. Because I remember there was a, a there was a little scene where like where Victoria tells the parents that he was with another woman and like the mom's like he doesn't know any other women and it kind of <laughs> made me think like uh, they had him like sheltered and away from people and yeah just like they had mm-hmm. Victoria. I think it could also be like his own moral compass in a way. Like he felt like he prom- he was promised to Victoria. That's mm-hmm. why he had to go back. And also maybe he felt like that duty that you feel to your parents despite th- maybe you not liking them. He felt that duty mm-hmm. that he needed to do what they asked of him. But I do feel like a part of him thought he loved Victoria. Maybe he did. Maybe he was like instant soulmate bond. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it was a mix for him there. Here's another interpretation. I might be going a little far with that one. So fair warning. All right. But what if in part... This could be related to the fact that, like, most people, unfortunately, do not respect the dead very much. Someone's death is then turned into a whole, like, legal battle between people for money, for, you know, materialistic things. And it's, like, the memory of the person themselves is, like, forgotten yeah. or, you know, disregarded just for what they had, you know, the things that they had. Or stuff like, I don't know. Again, I'm going to be going a little far. But his it's so easy for him to just, like, say, okay, goodbye now. Bye. Never mind. Yeah. No, I can see that. I honestly feel like, yeah, I can honestly see it. Yeah, man. Okay. I see it. <laughs> it wasn't so far-fetched. Yeah. I mean, probably is. No, because, like you said, I feel like she was just a means to get him above ground. That's literally it. And then yeah. as soon as he found Victoria, he's like, all right, I'm all about her. And they were going to kiss. Mm-hmm. And then my girl jumps in and she's like, uh-uh, we're married. Look at my hand. Yeah. And dra- drags him back down. I so, mean, yeah. Victor was a little flaky. <laughs> a little flaky, okay? He's like, Victoria. Then he's like, Emily. Then he's going to literally pull a Katura here and, like, end his life so that he can go in the afterlife with her for real, for real. And, like, marry her for real. But then Victoria pops up and he's like, wait. I'm like, Victor, come on. 
No, but at the end, he was huh. more towards Emily, though. Yeah. Emily but he ended one. up with Victoria. Why? Yeah. I think it's just because Emily took it upon herself to be like, this isn't my, like, I can't take someone's love away. Like, that happened to me. My life was taken away. And yeah. I don't want to do that to someone else. I don't want Victor to also die because of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- feel like it was Emily's, this movie was very much Emily's story, hence why it's called The Corpse Bride. Like, it's her journey. Mm-hmm. So here's a, th- a thought then. Victoria never stops to think about whether or not Victor wants to be with Emily. No, she's a bitch. She just I hate her. stumbles. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to take it there, but you did. Um, she just like stumbles upon like the church during their wedding. And like she doesn't stop to think like maybe he's happy with her or something or like maybe he wants yeah. her more than he wants me. It, she was just like, no, of course he wants me more than a, a dead corpse, which like can't really fault her for thinking that. But like, you know, Victoria <laughs> screams literally every other Entitled. historical romance character that isn't a main character, you know? You know, she's just, like, that girl. She's just, like, molded by the 1800s. She's, like, that woman. And then Emily is, like, the main character, you know? We, ju- we just read a book, uh, the one where there was a companion. She was a companion. And she had a cousin. Or... Ooh, uh, Wallflower Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah. Hannah! Yeah. There you go. But then I don't remember who she was a companion to. But, yeah, yeah. that bitch. That bitch had Victoria energy, yeah. Yes, exactly. But that's the problem, though, because you look at Rafe and Hannah, and, like, Hannah would have stepped aside if she had thought that Rafe would be happier and loved the other girl more, which is exactly what Emily does here. She actually steps aside, and she's like, wait, this you should be able to make this choice knowing all the facts knowing that this other woman is here do you want her more than you want me did victoria at any fucking point stop to think about that just like hannah her her the the girl that natalie. she was a companion natalie. to natalie 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 never fucking stopped to ask this <laughs> you know she was just flirting yeah. away with ray yep. breaking Selfish. hannah's heart preach so i just think there's a pattern here. Let's get this straight. Victor is not Rafe Bowman. He did no. not chase after the woman that made his heart go Peter Potter. He wishes he was. He just went for the, the woman he thought he loved. And I'm pretty sure a week from now, he's going to be like, damn, I should have killed myself to be with Emily. Yeah. Wow. That's not in that way. <laughs> that sentence, though. Immediate cancel. <laughs> Sorry, that came out so bad. No, I I agree, Seth. He stayed behind to live a bland life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also the fact that Victor is a young man. I don't think he wanted to die. He, obviously, like, why would you want to die when you're healthy and, like, you seem to have a good life? He's well off financially. He's going to have a wife, and that means a future. That means having children and, like, being a grandparent and things like that. Maybe he, like thought that that's his happy ending maybe he's like i want that life and emily a life with emily in death will not give him that does their marriage last no their marriage will i mean it'll last but it won't be a happy one i don't know i i can't remember if by the end is there more color i think there is a little like the when they're you know above in the world of the living yeah. I think they are depicted with more colors at that point of the movie. Kind of like death brought colors to the world above. And I I think there is color to Victor and Victoria in those last moments. But, like, is it as colorful as no. Emily? No. No. I personally think Emily was his match. She questioned him. She literally... She just got to know him for, like, a few minutes, and this girl literally brought him his dog. Mm -hmm. Like, that was such a meaningful gift. It was his only friend in his childhood, I'm pretty sure up until he was a grown man, Mm -hmm. was the only friend he had was his dog. And, like, of course, Emily cared enough about him to be like, here's your dog again. We can't have this conversation and, like, not say, like, you should not have to die for someone. No, of course not. But that's, you know, that's, like superimposing real life 
you know, stuff onto an animated movie that's meant to be taken as the metaphor yeah. for, you know, other things and not literally. Yeah. Like, so. by no means is I being, like, am I being serious about him, like, needing <laughs> to kill himself. He should have fucking killed himself. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm just saying that, like, if there was some way that this could have happened, that he could have been with Emily, mm. I would have wanted that movie, you know? Like, I just felt yeah. like, like I said, they were... They so that's match. how I thought it was going to end, where he was going to pick Emily and they were going to live too. happily ever after in the afterlife in the colorful. You get me? Like, that's yeah. what I thought. But yeah. also there were so many, like, weird parallels between Emily and Victoria. You know, both of them have a scene with Victor playing piano in which Victoria says, oh, I was never allowed to play because, like, that scene is not proper for a young lady. So, like, she doesn't actually play it. He plays it yeah. for her. But then there's a parallel to that with Victor and Emily playing together and harmonizing together on the piano, mm-hmm. creating something together. Yeah. Listen. That right there just shows you where there are limitations that cannot necessarily be breaking down, you know, and where freedom lies. <laughs> Connection, freedom, love, equality. Yeah. Yep, agreed. I would like to say he'd find that with Victoria later on once they become more sure and confident with their own relationship. But I just feel like, I'm going back to this, Emily got him on a level that I don't think Victoria would ever be able to understand him. I just feel like because she was so free with her emotions and because she honestly, like, had nothing to lose, he learned from that and he became more, like, confident as a man, as a person. Did he, though? And, like, I think he did. He became, like, yeah. more sure of what he wanted in life because of, like, her personality and because of who she but is. He was. But he was only that sure at least in my opinion, he was only that confident when he was around Emily. His proposal, he couldn't get it out when he was with Victoria. He was nervous. He couldn't, like, keep it together. And then the moment that he's in the forest and, like, unknowingly is proposing to Emily, it's like it just comes out naturally and, like, he feels that sort of confidence. And that's throughout the movie. Whenever he's with her, he feels that confidence. And when they... At the end, they're reciting their vows again when he's about to, like, drink the poison and die. He's very confident in that that moment. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like he didn't want to be there. Like, he didn't want to do it. Like, he felt confident in that choice. Yeah. I'm just saying. Because, like, there's nothing in the at the end of this movie that tells us that when they're going to get married, they're going to have any sort of freedom. That their life is going to change at all. Because we don't know that their parents are not going to still hover and control every aspect of their life. How is that a happy existence? Yeah. Like, to me, nothing changes. Nothing changes. They're just married now. That's all that's changed. That's so true. I didn't even think beyond the film. But you're right. It won't change. Both parents are very much involved. And like we know from the beginning... Her family is an aristocratic family, but they don't have funds. They don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And his family is, they, they're, you know, they're rich, but they made their own money and they're a part of society now, but they need the name. They need a, a name in the ton, which, you know, they would get with Victoria's family name. Mm-hmm. So I don't see their life really changing, to be honest. No, I was just going to say, I just, I'm still back to Victor and Victoria. Similar names. Why do you think their names are literally yeah. the same besides two uh, letters? Maybe they're both pawns, and that's all that that's meant to reflect. You know, they were both very much used similarly by their family, mm-hmm. and they fill a similar role. Therefore, like, I don't know. Are we supposed to see them as, like, two, two sides of the same coin type of thing? That was my question, because... As soon as, like, I remember the first time watching it, I was like, that's odd that their name is literally the same, Victor and yeah. Victoria. Um, and then, like, yeah, I saw them as mirrors of each other. Like they, like you said, they both had awful lives. They were stuck with awful parents, and, like, their situation was very much similar. Um, I guess, like you said, they're pawns. They're just, like, interchangeable in the sense where, like, 
they're just the same person but living different lives. The thing is, are they living different lives? Their lives was very similar to the point Sorry, where they kind lives, of yeah. feel like the same person, which I don't know that that lasts in the sense that two sides of the same coin is interesting to me when it's two people that have lived vastly different lives complete opposites <laughs> that's that's the two sides part you know they aren't they're not supposed to be the same thing you know yeah. it's two sides but have very similar outlooks you know like their vastly different lives have given them very similar problems here i'm not getting that vibe they have the same life they both grew up comfortable they both grew up with parents that were scheming and stuff they both grew up i just i don't know i'm not seeing it here at least it's not the kind of two sides of the same coin that i'm interested in emily's dad can't get more opposite than that you know i'm just saying <laughs> True. Living yeah. in the dead. That's yeah. kind of the extreme opposites. Did you have thoughts on the names? Because it's obviously I don't think it's, you know, that it was just thrown in there. Like it's Tim Burton. I think he was doing something here with the names. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. So that's why I wanted to ask you girls. Why I'm, do you think they had so I'm wondering, names? like, does the, what does the name Victor mean? Like victorious? Conqueror for Victor. Yeah. That's pretty, that was pretty obvious. We didn't need a Google search for that. We yeah. didn't either. Victoria also means victory. So then where's the victory in their life? There's They none. won against my girl, Emily. Maybe it's a type of irony used here because they kind of aren't victors in a way they kind of are very much losers in the sense where like they can't lead their own life. Their life is chosen for them. But now that just makes it really tragic. Search the name Emily. I'm curious now. So Emily is, it comes from the Latin word. I'm not saying that. It means rival. Mm. Let's go to a girl. Let's go to baby center. Love a good baby center. <laughs> so not only does it mean rival, it also means striving and eager, mm. which I feel like it matches. She was. It yeah. matches Emily a lot. Which can't blame her. Her life, like the highest offense, her life was taken from her. I know. So you can't blame her for being a little eager to get something for herself for once, you know? Yeah. And maybe she's going about it the wrong ways at first, but she realizes that. And the second that she's offered the opportunity to take his life without his knowing, right away she's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah. She knows that you can't do that. You can't have that power over someone else. That's Nobody should have that yeah. power over someone else. And you also can't True. fault her when she, um, w not wakes up, but like comes to the land of living with the ring on her finger after Victor more or less marries her. Mm -hmm. um, you can't fault her for being like, this is my husband, because she basically died with the thought of getting married. You know, like that was probably like one of her last thoughts, obviously, besides her fiancé portraying her in that way but it's worth noting that it takes her a while to realize that it was a mistake that he didn't mean to marry her yeah. for yeah, her yeah. she was like oh my god you you're here to break my curse like you married me you're my husband oh my god you know like yeah it didn't cross her mind that it was a mistake which was heartbreaking when she actually realizes that uh you know that he didn't mean to Mm -hmm. um, which, again, you know, for her, it's like, oh, again, I am not chosen for what I'm worth. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, one thing I wanted us to talk about is Tim Burton's love for unsettling things, unsettling <laughs> visuals, which... I don't know, like, I don't know if that was unsettling to you, but, like, the way that the characters were drawn with, like, huge eyes, but then, like, tiny, 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 tiny pupils, and, like, you know, it's it's purposefully not pretty to look at. Why do you think he does that? And how can we relate that to what we talk about oftentimes with, like, monsters and such? Um, well, I think um, we need to make note that it's not like 
drawn. It's literally like stop motion. So they're little dolls. Oh, is dolls. it? Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, so that's why they were walking like that. I was like, why the fuck is everyone walking like that? They're like hopping. I was like, this is so annoying. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense so now. that's why. I think there are uh, directors out there who love to portray the world in an uglier light or an unsettling light to show that there is actually beauty in the ugly weird and ugly things yeah Yeah. you know there's actually worth in spending time looking at really unsettling things which I could go, I could talk about this for hours, how it's so important to actually be confronted with things that are not pretty, that are not easy to digest, that Mm -hmm. are controversial, that are um, confrontational, etc. Things that make you think, things that make you widen your horizons, your opinions, your you know, what you're in contact with. Because if you're only ever in contact with one kind of person, one kind of opinion, one kind of this, one kind of that, your outlook on life is very, very restricted. I just love that they like to show the world in that light. Or, you know, show art in an, like, kind of ugly way. But there's meaning to it, you know? I think that that relates to monsters because it's no different, you know, showing the world, showing people in, you know, showing that this ugly, scary monster is just as human or capable of human emotions as you are and that there's beauty in his monstrous ways. Um, Yeah. No, I like I can see that. And I I do believe like how these creations these characters might not be appealing to some it is appealing to others but I also feel like you hit it on the nose where some creators um like to show the beauty and the the unconventional I would say and I feel like Guillermo del Toro also does this yes 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 as well as Tim Burton but they both find a way to show the beauty in the unconventional or show the beauty in the monster and like highlight love in monsters Mm -hmm. so yeah i felt that here too let's talk about the monster of the story what do you have i have the parents being a monster (laughs) just how controlling they were with their kids the parents i had as a monster too but i put that under like capitalism or like society in the sense where like um their parents are preparing for this arranged marriage and all they're talking about or singing about is like how beneficial this marriage will be and like I've already talked about, this will raise a social class for Victor's family mm-hmm. and restore the wealth of Victoria's family. So it was more so an exchange of, you know, funds and a name. Mm-hmm. And they don't even like each other. The families don't like each other at all. But since Victor's family is in need um, and they want a place in society, they have their money that's been acquired, obviously, by their own means. It's not. It's no good in the in the ton. So they had to find a way to find fit into society. So I saw that too. The parents. Yeah, I also wonder if you know Victor and Victoria, their interests are not that developed. You know, we don't. Besides, like he likes to play piano, but like we don't know any more about it than the, just that. Like he knows how yeah. to play. How did he learn? Why did he d- did he learn? Like, does he actually enjoy it? Like, does he like music? What does it mean to him? Like, we don't know. We don't have any sort of depth here. And I wonder if that's because, again, that's me reading into it. But maybe those kids are not allowed to have any depth. <laughs> to (laughs) stuff like that you know in the sense that like it's just life it's just the family that they grew up in means that they are kind of just one-dimensional because that's the environment that they grew up in it's how they were you know groomed I don't like to use that word but you know what I mean like that's how they were raised yeah to be so yeah also uh side note real quick 
I just want to say that the movie begins with Victor releasing a butterfly and then it ends with Emily becoming butterflies. That's true. Tim Burton, I know you were shipping them. So why (laughs) did you not end the movie with them together? The symbolism in that, he literally is releasing butterflies and then she becomes butterflies. Like, he was longing for her all along. He just didn't know it. He didn't know her at that point. Or or maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it's just the fact that she needed to be set free and Victor was the only one to do it. (gasps) Or that. Love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, butterflies are, I think. Are they a sign of resurrection? Like a symbol of resurrection? I just associate blue butterflies with Ben Solo. Like transfer. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Solo lives. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, just the fact that like, I think it's like a a symbol of like transformation, Mm -hmm. freedom, resurrection, etc. Which all fit. But yeah, I mean, it is pretty cute that like what you said was pretty on point as with how he was the yeah. one to he represented that for her he did that for mm-hmm. her hashtag uh hashtag emily and <laughs> victor <laughs> should have been a thing <laughs> yeah what is our ship name um, victory no. victory how no? i mean oh, it's yeah. literally just the last the oh, last letter the of her name but it makes up <laughs> victory it's though. okay it's okay it fits um, quickly, I had another monster that I just thought about, but, like, mm-hmm. society's, I guess, demands are, like, construct. Um, so, basically, Victor really wasn't really, mar- like, ready for marriage. Um, he only agrees to do that because of his parents, but also in turn of society. Because, mm-hmm. like, society demands that he's a man of age, he should get married at that time. And also, Emily, she, I think, no, but she fell in love with the guy. But his, de- I guess, society demands for, like, money and, like, a show of wealth is what maybe pushed him to kill Emily. And who knows if he killed anyone else? Talking about Barkus. I mean, he <laughs> was going to kill Victoria. So. I know. Which I guess, like, the predatory ways of patriarchy. Yes. Oftentimes, the victim is the one who has to shoulder everything that comes with that and he just gets to live freely and totally like was there ever even like a trial was there even like an investigation that was my question because all they said was she went missing right like they don't know that she died Mm -hmm. like it was just like oh yeah my fiance like tragically you know she went did he say that she died i don't remember i think he does say she died okay well, yeah, but I, that's my question is, like, was it ever investigated? Was he ever questioned? Probably not because Probably he's not. someone in the ton, right? He's exactly. They're not going to question him. No. And obviously, I mean, we listen, Victoria, I did feel bad for her. Obviously, it's not an easy existence. It is harder for a woman. Like, you know, we talk about Victor, but like the situation was harder for her. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. She's literally. That thrown onto the lap of a man she's never met she's obviously twice and she obviously she's used like cattle you know she had hopes and dreams that she's literally not allowed to have and she lives a very restricted life and like there's that like small mention when she sees uh the corpse bride where she you know she's like oh my god he's married to a corpse and like literally no one believes her and everyone's like you're gonna go to the asylum like which is a brief mention but does reflect something that was real which was so many women women were sent to asylums because they were being i mean you can find like lists online of like reasons why women were sent to asylums back then oh yeah and it's literally insane some of them like reading too many books or uh you know you were beaten by your husband and had obvious traumatic, uh, you know, repercussions from that. And somehow that gets blame on you because you're the reason why he's beating you. Something's wrong with you. You're crazy. Um, or also like the PTSD that comes with it, you know? Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So it is a brief yeah. mention, but like her family literally locks her in a room. Like it doesn't take them much to do that. 
So, no. you know, it has to be said that, like, poor girl. Sad to say, I don't think that will change when she marries Victor. I don't think so. Because the only place he was truly free as, of his parents were was in the land of the dead, which... yeah. There are connotations to that, but, you know, at that time, that was probably fucking true. The only fucking way to escape your life and your parents and the expectations that are put upon you is death. Because, let's be honest, she's obviously going to move in with Victor in his parents' house. That's probably where they're going to live until his parents die and he inherits whatever there is to inherit. Yeah. Which would be her title, right? He would inherit her title and keep his money. When her parents die. Something like that. Alright, any other monster or are we done? Anything else you wanted to bring up about the movie? Seth came through the door with like, you know, talking about symbolism and lighting and all that stuff. And then she (laughs) didn't say any of it. So, I'm waiting for the 10 page essay on this movie, Seth. Oh my gosh. You and your essays. Enough with the essays. I'm traumatized. (laughs) Well, to be honest, I'm still waiting for that essay. What was it again? Right. No. Uh, essay about know. why she Anyways, fucking likes Anyways, thank you Lockley. for listening today. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, why she likes Lockley. We gotta go. We never fucking got that essay. I still don't get it, S. And I need you to help me understand one day. doesn't have to be today. <laughs> She's like, for fuck's sake. I have not heard that in weeks. It was great. In months even okay fine i'll let it go for now for now all right so this is it for our episode on the corpse bride uh if you watched along with us i hope you enjoyed it as well i hope you enjoyed this conversation if you have anything you would like to add or you want to hashtag emily and victor hashtag on victory. twitter or something yeah hashtag victory <laughs> <laughs> Uh, feel free to reach us online. You can find us on Twitter at the RTM Pod or on Instagram at Romance and the Monsters Podcast. Um, if you would prefer to email us, you can email us at romanceinthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. We're also on TikTok at Romancing the Monsters Pod and on YouTube. Just search for the, the name of our podcast and you should be able to find us. If you're looking for me specifically, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Bows and Lovers. And you can find me as on both Instagram and Twitter at But This Book. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. And that's it. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.